You're listening to the Boise Talks podcast, a podcast about faith, life, mission, and other stuff, with your host, Adam Boyce. In today's episode, I'm catching up with a good friend of mine, Andrew Barnett. Amongst other things, we speak about what life was like for him growing up as a teenager in Peckham, South East London. Again, I've split this conversation into two parts. So here is the first part to our conversation. Mr. Barnett. Hello, sir. How are you, sir? Good to see you, sir. Yeah, I'm, I'm well, thanks, brother. You know, it's good to see you, Adam. Good to um, see you, too. Yeah, it's good to see you visually and um, to catch up with you, though we're not in the flesh to banter as we usually do. Yeah, but yeah, 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 yeah. It's good to, you know, just link up on Zoom and, yeah. Link up on and Zoom up and... Yeah. You know, I'm starting to resent Zoom, you know. I can't lie, brother. And I'm a tech man. Like I'm, I, I love tech. Not that I, it, it's, it's a, it's like a bittersweet thing, like a lemon sherbet. You got the sweetness on the outside, but then there's a bit of bitterness in the inside. Because I like, you know, like you just said, in person we banter, and in per, because, because we're people, persons by nature yeah. and by trade, almost. Mm. The fact that everything's being done by Zoom now, and Teams and whatever, and Skype and FaceTime. I do miss the face-to-face contacts. I'm almost starting to. Not resent it, even though I do appreciate it, but... No, man, you have to appreciate it still, because yeah. at least you don't have to hold your phone by your face, you know what I mean? You can just there is that. There is that. have your computer on, you can see a brother or a sister, and, and you then just it, talk. If you, you want to pull a face so, at somebody, you can just switch off the thing and then just... Yeah, you see what I'm trying to say? Yeah, you can do them things. Uh, yeah, 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 and you can come back and you can just smile up, and... Go and fix up and do something. Exactly, still, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Where did you grow up, brother? Because you, you live out of London now, not too far out of London, but far enough yeah. to say you live outside of London. yeah. Yeah, I grew up in Peckham SE15. Peckham, South East London, Del Boy Trotterland. Del Boy Trotter, mate. No, yeah. Nelson Mandela House. I'm not going to make any jokes because Nelson Mandela nah, House doesn't exist. No. And you, you've probably heard them all yeah. before. Take me back to Andrew Barnett in year six. What was, what was life like for you finishing off primary, going into secondary? Year six was okay still, you know, at um, my primary school. It was, it was fun. Yeah, I remember used to play quite a few games, you know what I mean? Like, um... British Bulldogs and a, and a game where I forget you did something you have to run through a tunnel people you know we would kick them and everything so <laughs> yeah it was fun you know um you know I had a few admirers female you know and you know you know what I mean so you know it was it was fun and then when it came to leaving to start secondary school at the time um, most of my friends in the school they were going to a school so called Sergio I remember Sergio that, um, that was in yeah, Bellingham that's, that's right yeah school. yeah Bellingham yeah yeah, my sister went to Catford Girls and I went to Mallory. Okay, yeah, Mallory, yeah, 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 I hear about yeah, Mallory, yeah. yeah. Well, Sergio would have been, you know, the same kind of environment I'm mm. used to, obviously, in junior school, you know, males and females. So going to Sergio and mixed school again, that would have been nice. But um, my dad didn't want that. So, you know what I mean? My request was overridden. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So your dad wanted you to go to a boys' school? Yeah, man, he wanted to go to a boys' school. And then my two brothers... Well, my two brothers first used to go to Samuel Peeps. That was in Broccoli, you know what I mean? Mm. But um, Samuel Peeps was kind of a bit notorious still, you know what I mean? So mm. he took one of my brothers out there and he went to a school in Deckford. Um, he went to um, South East London Boys School. Mm. And that's where my dad wanted me to go. But w- what did he choose for me to go to that school? That school mm. was pretty notorious. Oh, you know wow. what I mean? I'd never heard yeah. of that school, actually. Is, is that, is it's that... shut down. It's shut I was going to say, I never heard of that down. one, brother. And I went to school in, in, the, in the Lewisham Borough. But right. I never I heard of Deptford then... Boys School, but I never heard of South East London Boys yeah. School. So what, what was... Um, so you went from so year six into year seven. You're in a school that you didn't want to go to, but you had your brother there, so you knew... My dad wanted yeah, me to go yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, you went, yeah, was you a better school. Did you enjoy secondary school? Secondary school was all... It was, uh, it was all right. I went there still. I mean... To be honest, you know, I mean, growing up, you learn to adapt to your environment. You learn to, you know, you learn to just present yourself in the right way still. Um, mm. You have to do that or you can be taken advantage of. And mm. Um, mm. from Peckham going down to Deckford, you know, so we had the, you know, the ghetto boys, you know, people from um, New Cross and Deckford and, mm. um, you know, you have little soldiers in those areas. So, mm. You know, I get to know the local faces down there. I go through my little trials, my little initiation, you know what I mean? That, mm, mm. You know, man want to tax me or, or, you know what I mean, drapes me up. And, you know, because I'm not in the area still, you know, so you have the majority of the people from that area. They're going to stick together and, mm. you know, 
Hey, yeah, listen, man. So you, nah, them, them, them get old boys, Adam. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm Peckham, man. So even I had to go through my little, yeah, 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 my, yeah. My, my, my little initiation. Yeah, mm. I had to be initiated, yeah. man. Because like, you know what I mean? Deckford, you got the new Cos boys and Deckford boys. I'm Peckham still. So I had to go through my initiation still. You know what I mean? Yeah. So listen to what but, you're saying there, brother. So sorry, 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 to, sorry to cut you, but listen to what you're saying there. Initiation um, had to go through certain... That... I would think you're talking about now. So you're, what, what we're saying is nothing's really changed. That's what I'm saying, bruv. This and is that is that people see, young people see people like you and me with, little, with our little brown and grey yeah. beards and, and yeah. kind of hobbling along yeah. the road like, oh, no, yeah. look at them olders. Yeah. Yeah. But really and truly, the yeah. game's the game, isn't it? Yeah. Adam, you've got it, bruv. Ecclesiastes tell us that. You see what I'm trying to say? There's nothing new under the sun. Right. Just lo- it just looks a little bit different. Yeah. Nothing new under the sun, Adam. You know, in school down Deckford, I remember youths in there. Well, I remember particularly you in there still one day still, whether he was on detention or he weren't on detention or he was Skyping from school mm, and coming mm, to school mm. to whatever drapes up some boys or mm. something. I remember he pulled out a nice door and backing off a teacher. So, yeah, you know, I mean, now it's highlighted that that's escalated. It happens so much more now, but I can remember that back in the 80s. Mm, mm. What, what was... Um family life like for you so mum where's mum and dad from and and where's your mum and dad yeah mum and dad's from jamaica you know what i mean dad's kingstonian kingston 10 mum's in elizabeth they come over in i'd say in the 60s and um yeah you know good hard-working parents still good hard-working parents you know raising um four children you know want the best you know my dad's always pushing us to read our books mm. um yeah family life was good i'd say still you know what i mean we ventured out what was, what, was, what was some of the things that you'd do as a family back in the 70s and 80s in Peckham? What was, what was family life back, like back then? Well, family life was all right still. You know, traditionally on a Sunday, you know what I mean? You cook food, you know what I mean? We all sit down to dinner. You know, even in the week after school, we'd usually do that. So it's pretty structured and disciplined, you know what I mean? My dad might work lates or different shifts as he used to work for Ford in Backingham, but... Um, Usually when we come down, you know, as I said, as a family, we would sit down, mum present the meal. So that was okay, you know what I mean? Get pocket money to do things. Um, on weekends, often, you know, we'd travel over to North London, Finsbury Park to see my auntie. Mm. They have three children as well, so it was cool for us children to hang out with our cousins. We'd also go to Leighton Stone as well to see cousins again. So it was fun. It was fun. There was boys and girls just like in my family. So it's fun, man. We'll get up mm, to our mm. things that, you know, we say, hush, hush, we ain't going to say no more. You know <laughs> what I mean? But yeah, man, we'll get up to things. It was fun. Fun, brother. Yeah. So what 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 was secondary school like for you the latter years? The latter years? Well, we, latter years, you say. I mean, to be honest, Adam... I probably wasn't in the highest class for in my year because I never learned French. Mm. Yeah, I was no good at languages. I, I barely, I barely got a command of the English language. No good. Well, they didn't even attempt to me. I wasn't even a class where we do French. You know what I mean? So, you know, I'd say reasonable at school. Went to school. I did come up with some um, GCSEs, so I'd done that. School was all right, but as I said, um, yeah, we had some shady characters in there. From mm. the local area where you know we see things people come around you know there's a school when detention time you know a few people would take off jump out the windows take off um i think in those early years still you know a few teachers might want to give people the slipper but Did, know, was that still happening when you was at, in secondary school early days yeah early days and i don't know i mean even i would say you know first year sorry but like um you know remembering in school in a first year maybe it's a year you're seven you're talking about first year of secondary yeah year yeah. seven year mm. seven man boy let's maybe say year 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 eight mm. maybe it was year seven my first year so a teacher you know sometimes you know they go out the classroom don't talk be quiet mm. the teacher come back you know you know, a couple of people might talk with their friend or whatever. Used to come back in. The phrase might be, "You're writing, you're, you're talking away like a monkey," or you know, you're chatting away. But probably witness a few times on a few occasions, maybe where a, a person, a child, you know, a boy might get slapped 
and everything, you know. So when you witness these things, you might talk with your brethren and like, boy, if they've done that to me, you know what I mean? This is what I do. This is what I do. Mm. You know what I mean? You talk. One day, the teacher came back in the class and I was, I may have been, I must have been talking. Probably I was talking to somebody, right? Mm -hmm. And um, she called me out the front or whatever. And like the same scenario happened, you know, you're talking away. I don't think she said I was talking away a monkey, but that's a phrase you probably heard with some of people. But the thing is, as I said, we witness sometimes that a teacher might take a liberty and slap a person, you know what I mean? So when you witness that, you figure like, oh, they do that to me. This is what I do. It's the same like out on the street. You see things happen with people. You feel, if you do this to me, this is what I do. And unfortunately, we're, I must have premeditated and said if they've done that to me. So the teachers slapped me. And I, you know what I mean? I hit the teacher. Aye. So um, yeah, I got I got I got suspended, you know what I mean? I hit them and That's mad you know? it's mad but that for me to hear that now is even for me to hear that as somebody who started secondary school I think in ninety one, mm. it you just wouldn't the concept of a teacher hitting you first because they're angry, upset or embarrassed or whatever reason is mad. Yeah, but Definitely. that's a history. But that's history. It's not mm, really mm. because maybe going back fifties or sixties before. Oh, you used to get the cane. You used to get worse. They was yeah. disciplinarian. That's mm. what they would do. They would take the cane and hit them. Mm. You know, teachers probably maybe even exercise. They bring their best slipper in and mm -hmm. take people in a cupboard. You know what I mean? And lock them in there and hit them. So you know, it was kind of the norm. You go to school and you're coming out of that era. So by the time you went to school, that was it flushed out. out. Yeah. Yeah, fading out. So as I said, in, in the 80s, that was common practice and it probably wasn't severe like it was in the 70s or 60s. But True. the thing is, as I said, you know, we're in a culture and a group, you see things and that's a bit more personal when a teacher takes their hand and hit person or might do them up. And when you witness that, you figure, no, they can't. If they've done that to me, this is what I'm going to do. So where is my turn now? You're talking. I weren't talking. You're talking. I weren't talking. You're rubbing away. Come in. Come there, you know what I mean? Teach up, boom. You know, it's already programmed in my mind. So, you know, done that. So um, I got suspended from school. So I was walking home kind of fretting. Boy, gonna tell my dad I get suspended, you know what I mean? Kind of fretting. But it dealt with, you know what I mean? All right, I told them the teacher hit me. So I've done that. I mean, first day lips still, you know, it's not, you know, I, I, I repent for it still, but that was a situation. And to think of that now though, bro, People would get excluded. You're being excluded. You hear a teacher like that and draw blood. You're kicked out, mate. But, but then having you're said that, a... you say that, though, brother, nowadays a teacher wouldn't have slapped you first. So no. I don't think now. I think nowadays, if let me not talk, let me not put none of my children's name on it. But if, I don't think <laughs> I don't think nowadays if 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 a child was hit by a teacher and that child, as a response, and I'm not condoning either behaviour. No, but if my child come home and said that they right hooked a teacher after that teacher slapped them, to be honest, I don't know how I'd respond now that I'm thinking about it because mm. it's never happened. Thank the Lord, I've never had to mm. deal with that as a parent. But mm. I couldn't. Mm. I know that I would. I know that I, no matter what, I would be mm. incensed about a teacher putting their hand to my child, and I would yeah. be up that school quicker, yeah. quicker than but you could remember, say anything. Definitely, but remember, it was a different era, and, and, and you might right. think if something like that happened to this day, right, police probably might even get exactly in, in terms of the disproportionate people of mm. colour that is getting excluded. But, um, yeah, but I'm just trying to say, thank God, you know, it, it was dealt appropriately by the school just suspending me, so that means I will have opportunity to come back. I just need to stay off school for a while, and this situation needs to be addressed. Mm. And, um, yeah, the teacher and, did. So I see the parallel yeah. you're making there. The parallel you're making there to now is is that your school excluded you, you had a timeout, there was reconciliation by the sounds of it, you came back in, you got on with your learning, whereas nowadays, yeah. you're right, we're so quick to exclude permanently, That's especially right. disproportionately young black boys, yeah. yes. that is a stark difference. Back then, it, it, yeah, you had to do a lot, even hitting a teacher. That's right. You had to do a lot to get excluded back then. If yeah, somebody got excluded right. from your school, the whole school knew about it, and it was, right. it was a scandal. You know, as I said, I have to be thankful to God still that, you know, it was just it was just suspension, not excluded, suspended mm. for a period of time. Parents had to come down there, dress it. And I never get beaten still, sir. So, 
you know what I mean? Parents, you get way in there. Listen, teachers should not be doing that, but there was a history where teachers done things like you know, it might be acceptable, come here, hold out your hand, I'll give you the cane, but mm. to physically, that's assault. It doesn't justify what I've done as well, mm. you know what I mean? It really doesn't. But I'm kind of just giving you a picture maybe of some seeds that was, was in my heart and mm. my thinking at that early age. Around that age then, you're sort of your, your mid to late teens, what were the influences for, for better or for worse that you had in your life then? Well, probably, um, as I said, that was probably year seven or eight let's say year eight then mm. let's say the second year in school you know what i mean year 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 seven is too early let's say year eight still you mm. know what i mean yeah mm. so let's say that year so you know carried on in school stayed in school done all right probably maybe year nine year ten year nine year ten now maybe age 40 sort of 14 15 aren't you yeah yeah that's right 14 mm. 15 you know um yeah, witnessed probably a few people who's gone through the years in my class and everything, they skived in school. I wasn't skived in school, but yeah, you know, I had a friend, you know, a, a white English friend still, you know, lived in Deptford, it's mm. a state, you know what I mean? And um, he used to be a Mirwall boy, love Mirwall, go down. So he used to go down there and he always used to tell me about, you know what I mean, Mirwall, our day was down there, but... When he was down there, he used to be with certain little groups and gangs, and obviously they're making money, robbing shops and doing things. And um, his family was villainy. They they was involved in activities. And as I said, we was in the same classes going through the years. Yeah, started, you know, for, for with him still, you know what I mean? Started probably stepping out, doing some burglaries, breaking into people's accommodation in Bedford, you know. He's kind of leading the way, you know, he was into this. So, you know, I was a willing participant what made you take start. that step though brother so you before then i'm assuming uh, other than other than silly children stuff you, you hadn't done anything criminal to suddenly just step out with this this your, your brethren yeah. and and, and well, to start robbing houses I, that's that's like, what made you take that step well, you wasn't short of money i'm assuming because it sounds like mum and dad worked yeah, you come from a, a, a i would say home. all right probably i witnessed back at home still you know what i mean i've witnessed things like along the way still and I, and I suppose to be real now, I suppose what might have helped going through this still, right? I suppose there's a time when I remember as young still, sometime late in the evening, I remember my dad got a colour TV that come through, come to the house. So that was in the evening. It weren't, it weren't Curry's and it weren't Dixon's that brought it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and likewise, my brother... Probably my brother, uh, Uncle Dixon, wasn't it? <laughs> you see what I'm trying to say? And, um, and obviously, where his background from Jamaica, I remember a season as well, he might have cultivated you know what I mean, little crop in the garden. And then my brother from Jamaica still, you know what I mean? He's, he's you know what I mean? So likewise, to be honest, at a young age, I get exposed to some of those things, right? Not blaming, but I get exposed to some things which was morally wrong still, you know what I mean, within the household. So um, that may have speed up my, 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 my own desires to, you know what I mean? And, and almost sense insensitivity to like, for example, with me and the mountain bike, I was so desensitized to, I guess, crimin what I would now say is criminality. If somebody came to up to me now in Tottenham said, Adam, and I'd known they've just burgled somebody's house and said, Adam, here's a bike, I've already got free. Mm. I would say, no, nah, bruv, here, take the bike. Mm. And I'd, I'd want to get to know him and pray for him. And, yeah, and, you yeah, know yeah, what I mean? For real. And, decide, and, right. and, and evangelize yeah. for him to become a disciple. Yeah. Like, that's where I'm at yeah, now. Yeah. But back then, yeah. I was yeah. so desensitized, desensitized yeah, yeah. to it. But as you said, you know, you was younger there. And, and to further say as well, I was the youngest of four. You know, my elder brother, I had an elder brother who come from Jamaica. Sorry, yeah, he come and joined us from Jamaica where... Me and my other siblings grew up here, but my older brother, he was born in Jamaica, he mm. came over here. So, um, you know, I get exposed, see, you know, that they used to, you know, sit down and, and smoke their weed and, um, you know, used to hang out with him. You know what I mean? Then my other brother, he, he got himself a little bit of a name out on the street still, you know what I mean? So I see his status kind of grew because of his criminality. Mm. I'm not saying I followed him, but... That those they they influenced me. It was my own desires. Most definitely, it was my own mm, desires. Definitely. But but I was exposed to those things. Still, and that was quite commonplace back then, wasn't it? For West Indian parents, I'll expand it out to the islands. West Indian parents would come over here to settle down with, and and make and and start a family inverted commas, and have older siblings back home, 
and right. some of the time they wouldn't even Work. join over here. Work. They wouldn't. They would stay there and make a life there. The older ones, and they no. wouldn't even come over here. Well, understand Adam, right? Remember, the British Commonwealth called them over, mm. so they called them over. We want you to come over. We want you to work in our hospital where British citizens do not want to work in here. They don't consider the pay, you know, right for them. Um, London Transport, on the buses, you know, we want workers. So they are welcoming people from the Caribbean islands to come over here. So. Mm. If you are living in the Caribbean islands and you get that opportunity where you're living in a British Commonwealth, you know, you're going to come over here with the intention, I will work to make some money, but I'm definitely going back to my sunny island. Mm. Yeah. So likewise, many parents migrate, come over to England to work, left their child over there with grandparents. And they would send for their child later on when they become established. Like, you know, in the early days, it was hard for them to find suitable accommodation. So similarly like that, you know, my parents come over when they just had the one child, you know, then they had the three siblings, us, and then eventually my brother come over. So my brother come over, you know, and um, yeah, to see him still is more conscious. You can see he was a bit more disciplined and his mm. life seemed more structured. So it seems to me in Jamaica, there was a bit more ordered. He seemed really more polite in his mannerism and everything and really smart and bright, mm. you know? I'm not mm. saying that we wasn't, but he really seemed more polite, disciplined, learned mm. how to, you know, he learned social skills, how to clean the house and do everything, you know what I mean? So a bit when he come over as well, a bit more responsibility on his head as the adult. But I used to hang out with him a lot, so... You know, outside of the house, in his in that friend, his friend's car and in his car, I used to hang out with him a bit. So probably, yeah, I'm exposed to, I see a few things. And as I said, I was the youngest as well. I had another brother born here in England. Mm. You know, I see him up to get up to a few things. So, um, and so you're younger looking up to these older siblings, especially this one from Jamaica. There probably was a bit of sparkle about that this older brother from jamaica and and he moves differently he cooks he cleans the but he also has got a bit of a naughty side to him as well yeah and to be honest adam as i said my dad's saying i should go to that school southeast london boys school right um in my eyes i would have been better off going to another school why Mm. was i vulnerable i'm not really saying that but i had to go through my initiation you know i mean got you know, you, you know, the school I'm going to, as I said, you've got other people like each week, they want to tax you. You know what mm. I mean? Give me give me 50, 50p. You know what I mean? You know the routine still. You know what I mean? You've got, you've got people that will want to fight you. <laughs> Protection you rackets still, so. in, in secondary school were notorious, weren't they? So, you, yeah, so no, you've, no. you've now started um, burgling houses, breaking into cars, cars stereos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember back at in time, there, you know, I was just gonna say a little change for a young boy, still. Yeah, your teeth was car stereo is 25 pounds in your pocket. It's a yeah, change. you don't know, you know, yeah, you yeah, said yeah, them yeah. as well. No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> yeah, anyway, yeah, moving no. on. Um, so that was petty, still petty criminality, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, correct. yeah. So, when was your first brush with the law then? Probably the last year, the last, the last year exam year. So, so um, year 10, 11, yeah. year, year 11. Yeah, year, year, year 11, yeah. Year 11 still now, um, 15, 15 years. So a burgling broccoli, yeah, got brushed by that still. So probably, probably skipped school that day still in the afternoon, yeah. Got arrested. You got arrested. Went to Lewisham Police Station and, um, yeah, that was my first brush. And then... You're supposed to be at school. Yeah, and I know we and we know as parents, you know, we we, we yeah. Jaden's at school, Truly. Shantae's at school. You know, I mean, we know our children are at school. We think, yeah. but then yeah. your parents have got a call in the evening. They've come home. They've had to come to the police station, bail you out. Yeah. Up until yeah. I guess I got two questions. Really, one, yeah. I want what was their reaction, and two, up until that point, did they have any idea that you was involved in this criminality? No, they ain't got so no it was idea, a complete man. shock to them. You, you ain't gonna have no idea. What's your parents know, man? Your parents trust in you, don't mm. they? You know, you leave and you go to school. You know, as long as, you know, parents evening, you ain't getting no signs away that if they go to the school, the teacher's going to say, by the way, I've not seen your child for the last two weeks or whatever. They keep on missing this lesson. So as long as all those things are covered, how's your parents going to know? Your parents just know you're leaving out the door in the morning, you come back at an appointment. And they ain't getting no phone calls or letters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You know how to act. You know Mm. what I mean? Yes, mummy. Yes, daddy. You know? You know how to do that. So... To have this phone call, yeah, it was a shock, but, you know, um, you come to terms. When when you start probably doing things illegal, which are illegal, you know, you hope to avoid and evade, you know what I mean, being caught. But mm. when you are caught, 
you have to consciously realise and, you know, all right, I'm caught. We have to deal with the truth now. So um, they was upset. How how upset were mum and dad? Who who was the mo- more upset were, out of the two? They were shocked. They mm. were shocked, you know what I mean, that their son had done this. But to, hold on, let me figure now. My brother who was above me, did he start this path before me? So maybe, you know, they was, actually, they was very shocked with me, as I said, it was yeah. in school. But remember... Because it's still Andrew brothers. the youngest. Yeah, yeah, I'm Andrew the youngest, but maybe... My elder brother Errol still maybe he broke the ice for you, isn't it? He broke the ice for yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. So maybe he broke it still. So I told the youngest very shocked, but at the same time, Errol Errol started that right, right, still, right. Possibly, I believe yeah, he would have. Yeah, he probably did. So they was very shocked with me, mum and dad, more so dad. You know what I mean? Andrew, you know he, he does this, but again, after a while, you hear that you I probably knew how to play. You know what you're mm. going to expect, and you've seen it with your brothers already. How the conversations go and yeah, yeah, Mm. and you know, my heart's set on this direction still, you know. So, despite the rebuke, the discipline, and um, you know, I mean, the shame it brings on the family, Mm. my Mm. heart is putting Mm. me in a direction Mm. still. So, um, so where where did that direction take you, brother? So, you're you're you you finished school, you got your GCSEs, as you said. I'm assuming you didn't you didn't pursue a, a legal career path. Well, I tried to. My dad used to work in food, so, you know, um, he encouraged me to, you know, seek opportunity to work there. It would have been a good job and everything to work in food. And at that time... You'd have had a good pension by now. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Could even retire by Mm. now. Now, a friend that went there after school, he retired, you know Mm. what I mean? So anyway, Adam, that was the furthest I went out of London when I was 16. I went all the way to Dagenham. That's you know a trick. Talk That's, about a trick. Sticks. That's the furthest I've been yeah, out of London yeah. by myself. I work in so Dagenham, so I know that journey I... from Dagenham to South London. Yeah. It's, it's a trek. It's a trek. Oh, it's far, man. So anyway, I went there. I didn't get a job. So at that time, it was probably youth training schemes. You know, I mm. didn't have a job, so I'm looking for jobs. You know, probably been on a youth training scheme, gone there to do a particular work. But at the same time, using me and my, my, my labour to probably clean up a warehouse, you know. So what I was there to be trained to do, I wasn't actually doing that. And at that time, I was still doing some petty crimes, mm. you know what I mean? You know, in the school, six weeks holidays, venturing out, you know, brocking on more car, you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, burglaries, shoplifting, 16, then... Um, that's leading now. Now that's leading me into the criminal justice system. Now I'm getting closer there where the judge will, you know what I mean? I've had a few convictions by now still, you know mm. what I mean? Done um, some attendance centre, community work. So it's building up now where probably the judge will have to say they're going to want to incarcerate you, you know? So, 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 by the time, so by the time you've left school and you've tried to get, you tried to, you've tried to get the job in Dagenham, you didn't get it for whatever reason. Tried a few, tried a few interviews, yeah. tried a few others as well, but didn't work. So didn't the option work out. was to a youth training school. You're supposed to train on a, a, a project, get the skills, and they would usher you into work. But as I said, what I went there to do, you know, you weren't really doing that. So it was like a, a kind of place where you, you know, what I mean, they have you off the streets, but you're not really training and learning a skill. Mm. And mm. and for me, I didn't persevere. All I, right. I didn't persevere. You've finished school, you've done your GCSEs, you've tried looking for work, you've tried um, a youth training scheme, that didn't work out. But in the meantime, you're still involved in your petty criminality, um, which it still is, low-level criminality. I've had my house burgled, it. there's nothing low-level about it on this side of the it fence. Worked, it worked, me, But it's still in terms of... No, 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 no. yeah, I know it wasn't. It, this was three years ago, so if it was you, yeah. then we need to have a I different conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> but, yeah. um, but in terms of criminality, it's still low-level criminality. Where's your criminal record? by then where is it yeah have you, did you have a criminal record was you was that your only yeah, brush with the a, law i had a criminal record probably had about maybe six seven convictions and then you know at 16 i got forced sorry I so got within the space of a year or so say a year and a half like remember i'm 16 let's say late 14 mm. late 14 year 10 late year mm. 10 start stepping out smoking mm. weed Skipping school, doing burglaries and car theft. So a year and you've clocked up six or seven convictions within the space of a couple of years as a as a as a fourteen to sixteen year old. Where did that then lead you to, bruv? What 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 was the next step in your 
criminal well, DC, career? I got DC when I was 16. That's detention um, centre, right? Detention yeah. centre, yeah. I got. I was in there. While I was in there, I had my birthday. So I come out when I was 17. Then six months later, boom, I got ball stall training. You know what I mean? So and what, you know, what, so what did you get ball stall for? I got ball stall for... Um, I was in an office. You know, those days we used to go West End, you know what I mean, or Fleet Street people... In office, there weren't no security at the door. You just walk in and say you're going to the personnel department to look for a job or a job application. You walk upstairs, people would have their jackets over their chair, women would have their handbag down there. Them days, you would get your salary paid in cash, you know what I mean? So, you get a, you know, if you get a nice joey, a handbag, you know what I mean? You get a wallet or whatever, you would get some cash, you know what I mean? And like you'd get their card, so straight away you'd go out and use that and rinse that out. So, that, that was creeping, but, you know, if they arrest you, they charge you with burglary, but that was office creeping, you know? Right, okay. In there and you're taking a joey and a checkbook and everything. So I, I got arrested up West End, you know, I actually got stopped and um, I had a checkbook and card on me still. And caught money, red-handed, so. banged to rights. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Different name. <laughs> and my name's Andrew. The card saying something different. Yeah, 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 yeah. Su- Susie White or whatever. And uh... well, a couple of cards, and it was a women's card. Yeah, a couple of cards were saying something different. Yeah. Right. So I got ball stall six months to two years. You behave yourself. You come out six months. If you misbehave, you do maximum two years, unless you really do something. And then you catch another sentence because yeah, yeah. Just finished DC, and within six months I'm continuing. So it shows. I and also, you, not only are you continuing, brother. You you haven't learnt your lesson, as you said, by going in by the cautions and then young offenders, and but also you've you've upped your game because you're not going west end into offices and and doing this creeping thing where you're going into offices and and teething out handbags and when you go into criminal institutes, that's a college. That's a college, you know what I mean? So what I'm trying to say, Adam, whether you're going to young offenders, adult prisons, right, you sit down, and as the individual, right, you see criminals, right, you see offenders, all different levels and all different leagues. You see some people in there where you figure, what are you even doing in prison? Your case, you shouldn't be in there. But mm. maybe the way they presented themselves, or you figure they got taken advantage of. Then you see some people in there, right, that done some things, and you figure, boy, you just got that sentence. Yeah, so lucky. You kind, yeah, of, yeah. you kind of work out still. Uh-huh where the money's at and what's the best thing to do and, and the sentence that goes with it. So when, when you come out of Borstal, what, yeah. what, what, what was next for Andrew? After the second time out now, then you figure, okay, I'm 18 now still, you know what I mean? When in when I was 17, come out when I was 18, so I'm 18 now, still a young boy. You go, yeah, let me get a job, you know what I mean? Get back on the right path, that's what I should do still. But, you know, probably my aspirations wasn't too high. I found a job as an insurance salesperson, but at the same time you get paid by, you know, yeah, per sale, like a commission basis. Commission. You see what I'm trying to say? So therefore I have to hustle to sell, Mm. you know, and um, I'm not comfortable about that because I'm going to speech somebody up to sell. So I've done that for a while, you know what I mean? And really that's to keep me quiet because for the next year or whatever, I'm on probation. So Mm. I want to show that I'm doing something. So I did try, but, you know, it wasn't the right job that I wanted to do. So um probably done that for a while. Then I left that. You know, my heart wasn't in it. Um, paid by commission. Yeah, carrying on until then really I'm I'm selling heroin now. So you've come out you've you've come out of Borstal. You've yeah. you've you've tried to, to go down the right path, inverted commas. Job wasn't your liking. What was next? My, my peers at the same time, you know what I mean? They're, they're into criminal activities. Are you still, at this point, are you still moving with the same people, even though you're trying to get them straight and yeah. narrow? Well, this is it, you know what I mean? From 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 late teens in school, you know, I'm, I'm from, from, from 15, 16, I'm developing friends, you know what I mean, associates that are into mm. legal activities. Mm. So, you know, that's why when I finish school, you know, I'm trying to do what the right thing is, go and find a job and become a man and work and everything. But I'm torn between, I've, I've started while at the end of my my school my school time, right? Mm. I've met associates who are doing illegal activities. So, you know, it's clear that I've continued in that after school. I've gone to DC. I've come out of DC. Six months later, I'm in Ballstall because when I come out of DC, probably the second week or whatever, I'm continuing with the same activities. Mm. And I've got peers that support that. Gone to Ballstall, come out of there still, you know what I mean? Still got peers and associates who are into criminal activities. You know, they're away or they're up to things and everything. But my heart is trying to do what's right because I don't want to go back there still. But at the same time, um, 
I'm not really sitting down and speaking with anybody that's getting my attention and my mind hasn't been renewed that I realise, Andrew, you've got to have a bit of tenacity. You need, you need to persevere, right? What do you really want to do? And this is the direction you have to take to do it. So my heart is still on air, what's still? I know money can be made. Yeah, I've done two sentences and everything. I can uphold, I can rep, you know what I mean? I can defend myself, I can get through this, you know what I mean? I feel I'm a young boy still, you know what I mean? I, I can deal with the situations. I don't want to do it and I'm not taking it lightly, you know what I mean? Definitely for me, bro, you know what I mean? Anytime I ever went to prison or whatever, the first aim, Adam, is get out of here as soon as possible. Mm. My life is not in here. My life mm. is outside. Mm. I mean, I'm doing illegal things, but I know, Adam, get sentenced. The first aim, my first objective, Adam, is get out, not to stay in there. You know what I mean? Mm. So I'll pay the price and do what I've got to do. But my objective is to get out ASAP. So you're still hanging around the same people. So, and then there's opportunity now. Some of those same people I'm hanging around, while I was in Borstal, they entered on to taking skag heroin. But, you know, that's the little cult. Yeah, back, yeah, 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 yeah. Back then it was called skag, wasn't it, in the 80s? Yeah. yeah. So I'm looking and figuring, really, nah, this we should not be taking. You know what I mean? We stick with we don't do that. But they're taking it. So I'm kind of staying on the peripheral. And I see them taking it, making money and buying it. I figure, well, okay, well, let me buy. So the ultra, the entrepreneur in you has seen an opportunity. Yeah, to... understand me. Yeah, you mm. know, to my to my so called friends and associate. Yeah, mm. they're, they're spending money, so let them put their money in my pocket. So that's exactly right, Adam. You know, what I mean, the entrepreneurial. Let that money go in my pocket. So I started doing that, you know. But eventually, after time and year, what if I, you know, start getting little higher my own supply? You know, what I mean. And um, did you do, yeah, did you start then, developing your own habit then? Yeah, slowly but surely still, you know, deceiving myself because I'm taking it leisurely, you know what I mean? I'm making money, so I'm not like mm. people running I'm not an addict, I'm just, just dabbling. I'm selling a parcel, I'm selling a parcel and I'm getting money. So at my luxury, I'm taking a, I'm taking a line and smoking at my luxury. But um, mm. yeah, after two years as well, I feel the pangs and the pains of what addiction is like still. So how did yeah. you feed that habit then? Um, I'm, I'm assuming... Well, as but... I said, I'm, the, the best way to feed it still is like, you buy a portion, you know what I mean? But you buy some weights and ounces, you know, you sell it to people, right? So you're making money. And when you're smoking still, it, you know, you're, 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 taking, you're getting on your own supply, but it doesn't seem like, you know, I'm making profit. So obviously I'm losing some profit because I'm taking some, but I'm not taking it at the rate. Well, I don't think I'm taking it at rate like people who's really hunger for it and they're going out to make money to buy so i'm taking it still you know and um yeah it's a messed mm. up too still it's a messed up too and then all right when 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 i might mess up you know i mean after time and because i'm taking it as well and i might be smoking coke as well so i might not be handling business so good i have some east london friends that i met in dc and i also met in Boston. So you see, you make connections, you know what I mean, with mm. people around London. You see them on the street, you link up, and they introduce you for things. So to be honest, meeting some East London friends now, that's when they take me to like um, robberies and everything, robberies of jewelry shop and um, you know. So, so you've met such. you've met um, you've met these guys in DC and Ballstall. and Ballstall. These yeah, places so in, that these places that are supposed to rehabilitate you. You've actually yeah. met these guys in there in East London, not from your ends, that are actually yeah. are actually deep into the, in, in in the criminal world, yeah. and they've now got you into armed robbery. Yeah, because East London boys usually, you know them as blackers. East London mm. boys, you know what I mean? That that's like say the craze used to come from there. You have the little syndicates over there where they like to rob security vans and do all those things. You know what I mean? All different parts of London do certain things, but East London boys they like to see themselves as the gangsters, the craze, and that. So um. Yeah, you know, they, they, do, they do a lot of that, you know, get inside information. They know other people in business who tip them off and tell them, yeah, that jewelry shop, you can get in the safe and, you know, set up certain things and that. So that's where I got introduced into that life. And to be honest, again, when I was, where I was tall, you know, um, they knew that, you know, psychologically I could... You, you're, you're an imposing figure that yes. one, one, somebody somewhere might feel intimidated by. Yeah, and it was only shots, as I said, not people on the streets. Do not do people on the streets. You know, that sounds kind of weird still. You know yeah, I mean, I mean, it does. Like, you know, as, as your moral compass is kind of off there, isn't it? <laughs> as if I, the moral compass is definitely off. But what I'm trying to say, people on the streets is my mother, father, my brother and sister. They're people like us, still hardworking people. But, you know, the moral compass is definitely off. But I'm thinking, okay, 
you know, you know, somebody in a jewelry shop or somebody closing up their shop and bringing like, you know, money, you know, a couple of grand, like seven grand to the safe deposit box back in them times in the 80s and everything, you know what I mean? They're getting covered by the insurance. My moral compass is definitely off, but that's my thinking still, right? They're insured. Mm, yeah, they'll mm, get mm. that back. What was the, when did things start to turn around for you? That went, what, what, what was the last case that you caught where you came now, out? Let me and... tell me, before we get to there, let me just yeah. tell you, right? I mean, so, so, you know, I'm doing robberies and everything, going into banks doing that. All right, 21 now still, you know what I mean? With a friend of mine still who, who escaped from police custody and um, we were staying in, in southwest London, Clapham, and um, we was going to go and rob a supermarket. Um, he had a sawn-off shotgun in a bag still, and then we was passing through Peckham to go and sort something out before we went to do a supermarket. But police was, you know what I mean, getting intel and knew that this person, he, had police, he escaped from police custody when he was going to court. They take him from Maidstone Prison and they, where they're taking him to a court by himself, two police officers, or sorry, one police officer would have an uncuff on him, right, in the back seat, another police officer in the front and a driver. He already, you know, worked out and put a knife, wrap up a knife with foil or whatever and put it down the back of his bum and that, you know what I mean? So while he was in the car, he get close to London, he pull it out and intimidate him so much that they take the cuff off him and he took off and everything, right? So anyway, he's out of that. So they're kind of looking for him and they get a bit of intel that he's floating around area and everything right so me and him's down there right and we're walking on the road still before we go and do a supermarket and then flying squad four people in a flying squad's car police you know they come down the road and jerk the car up right by us and stop now hear what i froze i stopped i stood still i don't imagine anything like that i know the veteran's got a sort of shotgun in his bag you know i'm, I'm a kind of person now I do my thing but like when it's time to hands up, hands and that up. and that's not your beef. That's not your issue because you see, you're not on the run. Like that's, you see what yeah. I'm trying to say. Yeah. So kind of like, and you're quite a right, Adam. I like you why you bring that in. You, as you say, it's not my beef. So it's kind of hard to understand when people walk in their brethren and their brethren have beef and they figure they're going to do something to a man. Because as you said, Adam, it's not my beef, but he's my brethren mm. on a level where we're connected together. We're going to make some money, but. Morally, my compass is saying now, okay, hands up. You don't take this no further still, hands up. But hear what? He pull out a sawn of shotgun, right? He pull out a gun, four police officers, fine squad. He pull out a gun, he told them to get down. Get down, duh, 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 duh. They lay down on the ground. Now, Adam, I don't even know, but the experience for me, I'm standing there. I feel an experience over my body. It must be like an adrenaline rush or something. Adam, I can't tell you, man. It's just like a surreal feeling like, is this happening? Mm, mm. Never could imagine that. This, that is not me. Mm. Please come hands up. Adam, as you said, a surreal feeling. I can't even explain, right? Then, like, he told me to get into the car, right? I am conscious, you know what I mean? Get in the car, the, maybe the, the, or whatever. The flying squad jump. car, because you like walking. Yeah, no, no, but so, they jumped out of the car to come for us and he's lied. So you lot, you, you've now so robbed the, the flying squad police car. Yeah, we're jumping off crying car and he's jumping in with me and I drive off, right? And while I'm driving at them, I'm like, I'm calling my friend's name. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm kind of like, say it was you, it's like, Adam, Adam, right? What are you doing and everything, right? And I drive it a couple of roads, right? And by then, honestly, I can hear sirens coming and everything. So I drive a couple of roads pull over the car, duck out and just bolt and everything. Mm. Long story anyway, I bolt, my brother living near, I got to my brother's house, duck out, a helicopter anyway, you know, he got arrested and I got arrested after and everything. Anyway, they eventually got me, you know, I went to Wormwood Scrubs prison, you know what I mean, was in there, first time. Well, I was going to say, that, that's, a, that's a progression because that's now a big man prison. Yeah. Like you got like men the... already 30 years into a, a life sentence. You're done now, yeah. So I'm seeing some big boys in there now, as you said. I'm seeing some people on the wings. They're on there for murder, you know what I mean? Some big drug dealers and, you know, hearing about some, pardon me, some big names of people living in the area. So as you said still, you know, um, yeah, definitely it's progression and it's, it's not nice and everything, you know. Um, anyway, I'm in there. So while I'm in there, I was in a cell with someone from Brixton, you know, I was on a condor case, a big drug case down Brixton. And he started telling me about reading Psalms in the Bible. 
So yeah, I started reading Psalms, you know, they're comforting, started doing mm. that. And so you're in prison, you're reading the Psalms. At that point when you was reading the Psalms, did you did you believe in God? At that point I didn't, but it opened me up to consider God, whoever God was. Mm. Mm. And um progressionally now still after my mum bailed me out of prison, right? Because I had to go to the Baileys. So they wanted 30 grand a short year, I got bail. I still carried on in illegal activities by robbing more jewelry shops. And this is where the God of my imagination come into it in terms of my mindset now, God, you know, I'm not a bad person. Uh, life is unjust, it's unfair, man. You know what I mean? There's a lot of barriers for people like me of color. You know, I am gonna go and rob a jewelry shop, but you know, morally that man, he's insured. I ain't gonna hurt him, I'll intimidate him. That's what we do, we'll get the money and everything and he'll get paid. So the God of my imagination made me consider what I was doing is okay. Because I kind of looked at a worldview as well that the United Kingdom is built up on a lot of treacherously, and you know what I mean? A lot of things that has been unjust to mm, many of other mm. countries. So I figured, you know what I mean? Obviously the system's, system's got that unlocked, but it's- You're rubbing from the robbers. Well, like yeah. a, almost like a Robin Hood kind of yeah warped yeah but that was for myself though. yeah exactly yeah <laughs> yeah you 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 come out on bail um yeah. your mum's bailed you out yeah did you what happened to that case that case eventually now still right um we went up my cold D was category A in Brixton they held him there because you know he was the most severe he, he held him up with guns so well, yeah he's finished he's finished pictures. yeah they they charged me with firearms and TDA still. I didn't have a gun, but you know, I mean, they, they obviously wanted a conviction because the severity of what happened to them, they want to mm. make sure they get me a sentence, you know what I mean? And they, they need to make but a it, spectacle of you guys to make people know, so don't, don't try them. You see what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah. I, I did I did take the card though, consciously. But anyway, what happened, um, Adam, I put it down to duress. Duress meaning that this is a, a, a terrible ordeal, you know what I mean? I never know you had a gun. I'm, I'm walking, that's a lie, you know what I mean? But um, I was walking with him, but sincerely, I don't support what he was doing. Right? So I put it down to duress and praise God's too. I got a not guilty. Mm. You know, got a not guilty. I suppose the not guilty come into it where the police was lying, saying I had a gun. And hear what? You know what, Adam? They said I was telling him to shoot them. Hear what, Adam? The charge was I've, I charged with firearms. I didn't have a gun, right? So they're saying I had a gun. They said I was telling him to shoot them. So I, I guess poetic justice, you could say, got yes. you let off because actually yes. you would have yeah. caught a, a big man sentence it's and you didn't have a gun, didn't know that was going to go down. You was yeah. probably kind of a bit shook or for the yeah. purpose of the tape, a bit scared and nervous in that situation. That's Your right. friend's got a gun. What if you don't get in the car? Are you next That's on the right. floor? There you go. There yeah. You, go. you got it. You know about these things, innit? You sure? You know about these things, Adam. I said, uh, 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 um... All right, but keep quiet. Still. Say nothing, man. Say nothing, man. You but, know a um... lot of things, Adam, man. You know what's going on, but yeah, let's yeah, say yeah, nothing yeah. still, I'm right? from South yeah. London, isn't it? So, so was that the wake-up call for you? You've just got let off of potentially what could have been, with, with as, you've, as you've said, the police were making, were elaborating on the truth. You could have caught a really big sentence, maybe eight was, to ten years. Definitely. And that, and that was the... That was a fretful thing still, you know what I mean? Didn't want that. So along the time still, yeah, I would have been calling out to God. But no, it didn't hinder nothing. Because by now, remember, I'm a drug dealer selling heroin, selling cocaine as well. And when finances run low still, you know what I mean? I'm going to do a robbery, mm. yeah? Whether inside information, you know, or or go to a bank with a friend dressed mm. up nice with... Mm. He, I'm not carrying a gun, I don't, you know... I, mm. I, I probably had, look, I'm not, I'm not for violence, right? So, you know, but I'd go to a bank with a friend. He probably would have a gun in his waist. You know, we're dressed up nice in front of the, we're in the queue. When we get to the counter, it's just like flashing and showing that, you know what I mean? Look here, pushing a note under there and they would push the money through there still. You know what I mean? So I'll continue with those activities. That's my lifestyle. That's my career now. That is what I'm mm -hmm, doing still. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. At the same time, I do have an addiction. I've, I've gone out to, um, Wolverhampton, the black country now, so take some activities outside of London. So when they talk about county line, in the 91s, we was doing the county line, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Go out there to Wolverhampton. They've just stuck a different line. label on it. Yes, you see what I'm trying to say. What did county lines look like for you back in 91? Adam, when you're going out of London, you go to Wolverhampton back in the 90s. Hear what? 
I'm with a Don still. I'm with a bigger man still, right? You know what I mean? So Somebody I mean, further up the chain. Yeah, yeah, further up. He, he, I know him still. He's himself brethren, but as I said, he's a bigger man still. He's my elder brother friend still, right? But he knows I'm serious on the road, making money and doing mm. that. So he's a bigger man still because I said he's getting access to kilos and all that, right? So he bring me in to come up there with him, you know what I mean? In part, yeah, I'm getting money, but also I can get free sometimes a smoke and that, right? So we're up there as well, right? We're staying in another man's house still. So we make a link. We're staying in another man's house, a three-story house and everything. We've done that for a while. We're down there for a few months. You know, we've done what we've done. We're, again, uh, though we're selling still, we are smoking, so we're doing what activities going on. And we're coming back and forward. We're up there, you know what I mean? When things get low, we drive down to M1, coming back to London in one day, you know what I mean? Even do that with a girl. Got a girl in the ride with us as well, you know what I mean? We do that, come down there, pick up and back down to M1. So that's the kind of lifestyle that was going on. Still, and that's you know all I mean? just selling, selling class A drugs up and... Uh, yeah, doing it back on it. But as I said, at the same time, we're smoking the crack and getting high and everything, mm, you know what I mean? Mm. Okay, you know, I, I'm a, I'm, I usually, you know what I mean, I, I, I do robberies. So like, I'm up there still, you know, and like, um, I just figure I want, I want some money. I want to do one of my things still, you know? Mm. So I know somebody down there, so I recruit two people to come with me. I get a driver and somebody else. So... I go and find a jewelry shop, you know, went in there, tied them up to the safe and everything. The driver outside, like um, people clock him outside and he get panicked to into I mean, I was in there cleaning the safe, doing whatever. The driver took off. Me and the person in the shop would come out with two huddle bags, you know what I mean, with cash Rolex and diamonds and that. Car's gone. So we we run on our foot and everything, hide, police come. You know, got us. You tried to do this robbery. You've you, yeah. you've got caught. You're in Winston Green Prison. And so, how long was you on remand for? I was on remand for eight months, waiting for trial. I hope you've enjoyed my conversation with Andrew so far. You can catch the second part to our conversation in the next episode. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Boise Talks podcast. You can find more episodes, how to subscribe to our podcast and mailing list and other info at our website, boysytalks.com.